Welcome back, everybody. We're going to be finishing up our show shortly, I believe. Um, um, but feel free to give us a call if you still want to attempt that and talk to us here. 561-948-4838 or 800-699-0980. Again, I want to thank everyone who's been watching the show on uh, Twitter and on Facebook. I'll find out more about this later. Again, these are our beta test shows. We're going to probably do this throughout the month. Um, from 9 to 11 p.m. every Monday, or 9 to maybe 10.30. We'll see how that all goes. Um, so, um, basically, uh, that's it. Uh, follow us, michaelblumshow.com, and this way we can go ahead and keep you uh, informed about what's going on. Uh, Obama gave a big speech um, to our troops at McGill Air Force Base in Tampa. It was uh, last Tuesday, I believe, he did this. And um, it's very interesting what he focused on to tell our troops about his eight year. He talked about his eight year um, of fighting terrorism and strengthening the U.S. allies. What allies did he strengthen? This is, uh, I, you know, uh, it's unbelievable to me what this guy thinks he's done. He lives in fantasy land. He is la la land. Okay, and he wants to talk also with the troops about the new foundations that uh, we will have for the next administration. Foundation. He created a foundation with the military. He's hated by the military. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, this uh, this guy is like, um, does live in his own little world. World of, of nuts. And basically what he says here is that he's talking to the troops now and he says um, basically that each one of us, meaning all the troops, has the universal right to speak your minds and protest against authority, to live in a society that's open and free, that can criticize our president without retribution. Criticize our president without... So the troops should be able to criticize their commander-in-chief without anything happening. Remember the IRS being used as the Gestapo against political enemies like conservatives without retribution go ahead and do that and he wants the troops to carry forward what is the best in us and that our nation depends on them doing that and it's a commitment and they have to really make sure that they have the confidence that right makes might not the other way around might doesn't make right right makes might so Obama told the troops that um, he inherited the war on terror Actually, he created and uh, made it much worse than it actually is. Um, and he feels that basically rather than offer false promises, uh, that we can eliminate terrorism by dropping more bombs or deploying more and more troops or fencing ourselves off from the rest of the world, we have to take a long view of the terrorist threat. And we have to pursue a smart strategy. that can be sustained. In the time remaining, just let me suggest what I think this guide should be and what the approach should be. And it's interesting because he made uh, seven points. The first one was, while terrorists can kill innocent people, they are not an existential threat to our nation. Well, neither is global warming. We're not all going to die from global warming tomorrow or next week or next year or maybe not at all. You see, I'm from the 70s where we're all supposed to freeze to death. 
The ice caps are going to melt and everyone's going to freeze to death in the 70s. You look it up, you don't believe it. Now we're all going to get warm and, and, and uh, die of, uh, of, uh, of heat. But because that didn't make sense, it no longer is called uh, global warming. It is now climate change. And climates change. The results and these projections, which no one will know the answers to for another 20 to 30 years, is perfect. This is the perfect way for liberals to get in and control your life. Well, this clothing manufacturer, they, 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 they create too much greenhouse. So, so we're going to make the price of the shirts worth 50 dollars $70. You'd be told what to do, what to eat, what to wear, where to live. It would be exactly the democratic dream. Controlling your life. And believe me, it would be Animal Farm. Because although everyone is created equal, some people are more equal. And that's what you would really get into here. So, as far as what's an existential threat to the United States, this guy could care, doesn't know. I mean, the JV team, right? So, they're not an existential threat uh, to the United States. Yeah, we can kill a whole bunch of people. Okay, but that's fine. Um, put as few people in harm's way was another suggestion. Not a bad one. And uphold American values. Um, adhere to the rule of law. What are these American values he talks about? Uphold American values. Does it mean uphold the law? Uh, uh, adhere to the law while fighting terrorism. What law? We hold... We're, gonna, we're fighting people that boil people in oil, set them ablaze, cut their heads off, and we're supposed to uphold American values and adhere to the rule of law while fighting these animals. Why don't we just tie the troops' hands in the back and send them out to die? You know? I mean, it's, it's crazy. Fight terrorism in a way that does not alienate local populations. And create more terrorists. Interesting. There's something called death. And that happens when you wage a war. And innocent people always get killed during wars. Collateral damage always exists. If you happen to be in a place where your government is terrible or non-existent, you suffer the consequences even if you're a civilian. What's happening now is that there are stand-down orders from the commander-in-chief, uh, basically, that don't allow our troops to do a hell of a lot. If they're, right now, if they see a bunch of terrorists, known terrorists, and they want to run into a tent, the army can't shoot them down. Because there might be uh, civilians in there. So the Army's hands are tied. The FBI is tied domestically. I don't know if people realize that. The FBI can't promulgate any type of, uh, of, of investigation unless it's brought to their attention from the community. If it's brought to their attention from the community, then they can look. But they can't go ahead and just look at mosques or go ahead and start to interrogate people needlessly. Basically, they're supposed to go ahead and all of this is supposed to be given to them by the community at large. Okay. He also told them to be transparent and accountable. 
the least transparent president in the United States, in the history of the United States, is telling the, uh, the troops to be transparent and accountable. He's neither transparent nor accountable. He suffers from that mental illness called liberalism. Well, I'm okay, but you're fucked up. That's all right. You know, you're just, you're just not worthy. You're deplorable. Deplorable. I call them the basket of incapables. Because they're incapable of doing anything. I mean, if you look at what has really happened here in the United States over the last eight years. Are people in a better place? That was always the thing that used to ask. Are you better off now, eight years later, than you were back then? And if you're a multimillionaire living in Hollywood, or if you're in D.C., or uh, living in New York, I guess you're okay. That's why there's the Electoral College. Otherwise, it would be what California and New York want, and that would be the end of that, and states really would lose their rights to go ahead and elect people freely. But to have this jackass tell our troops, and, if, and the troops hate him. I mean, he got a very cold reception here, that they need to be transparent and accountable what about him? What a bunch of garbage. Just absolute garbage. Uh, you know? Uh, I can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> I just can't believe it. This is uh, being transparent from the liar-in-chief. You can keep your policy. You can keep your, your, your group. You can keep your doctor. There's a video. Not a smidgen of corruption in the IRS. What a lying bag of crap. It's really unbelievable. And then, of course, he's asking the troops to use diplomacy. I don't, I don't know how, if you're in the battlefield and you have guns and your job is to kill people, which is what it is, that you become diplomatic about that. A nice war. We don't want a mean war. We want a nice war. Whatever that might be. What nonsense. Absolute nonsense from this yutz. Uh, president, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> You know, it just it keeps on going on and on. And Obama warned them. They said, terrorists would love to see us walk away from the type of work that builds international coalitions and ends conflicts and stops the spread of deadly weapons. It would make life easier for them. It would be a tragic mistake for us. It sounded kind of like a warning to Donald Trump. So, he continued continued, okay, upholding the civil liberties uh, that define us. I mean, in war, what civil liberties are we talking about? This is spoken by a guy who's been in ivory tower for his whole life. Probably never fired a gun, never had a gun. Has no idea what war is like. Has no idea how to lead. Has no idea certainly how to lead troops. It's un unbelievable. And of course he gives the usual diatribe of uh, um, you know, which is something that I hear from Muslims all the, all the time, is that basically um, after a terrorist attack, I rarely hear Muslims come out and condemn the terrorist attack. What the Muslims come out and do is they say, but don't hurt me, I didn't have any... They're concerned with themselves. And they all pretty much hate Israel. I mean, whether or not they're uh, terrorists or not, they, that's pretty much just given. Uh, ask your friends that too, your moderate... Your moderate uh, Muslim friends. Both of them. I think they live somewhere in Idaho. Uh, but you can go ahead and ask them as well, and they'll, they may not be, you know, they'll tell you about terrorism and all that, but they certainly don't care for the Jews too much. Um, 
And he's afraid, more than damaging the United States, that we have to take care of these good, patriotic Muslims. That's the goal. We have people that want to kill us. We have people that want to see us destroyed. We have people that basically... Um, we have people that basically want to hurt us and see that we never exist again. And uh, we never exist, at least in the way that, that we are right now. And uh, there's a big faction in the United States about that, too. Okay. He also warned about people that they should be able to practice the faith, faiths that they choose. So, you know, it's, it's not a country. The United States is it's not a country that imposes religious tests as a price for freedom. We're a country that's founded. So the people could practice their faiths as they choose. You've got to tell that to the people that are arrested um, because they refuse to bake a cake that went against their religion. See, this is true as long as you're a Muslim. If you're Jewish or if you're Christian, then you're just deplorable. You fall into the basket of deplorables. You're homophobic. You know, if your religion says that... Um, it's anti, not anti-gay, that it's a, an abomination before God that a man lies with a man. That's what it says in the Old Testament. An abomination before God. So what? So if you want to go ahead and do what you want to do, go ahead. I don't know. An abomination. That's, uh, you know, that's up to you to decide about on a personal level uh, what is an abomination or is not an abomination. Again, like I said earlier, is I, I don't hold anything against people who happen to be gay or lesbian or transgendered. Just leave me the hell alone. And again, I don't have to be in love with you. I don't have to see two men kissing on TV and go, isn't that nice? I might find it freaking revolting. But I, I, I certainly wouldn't deny anyone anything in my business or in life or have a judgment against someone because they happen to like men better than women. It's just a matter of preference. And we make such a big deal about this. You want to go ahead and you, want, you enjoy penises more than vaginas? Who really gives a crap? Why does this enter the politics? It's really nuts. You know, it's funny. Uh, since we're talking about military and Obama a little bit, uh, there, there are some uh, you know, big differences between us and, uh, and uh, the Russians, let's say, in terms of... Uh, in, in terms of, of military armament and what we do. So now you see all of the nuclear subs in Russia have higher capacity and better capabilities because how their military looks at things is how our military actually looks at things. It's the same. It's the idea is if the president or someone does something, how will this make the military more effective? Will it? If it doesn't make the military more effective, it's not really needed. So what's made the military more effective? On the Russian side, again, we have these guided missiles now. They're using drones. There aren't even people there. You know, they, they have a, there was a, an article, a nuclear-powered drone capable of shooting a missile, I think it was 6,200 miles away. So basically, these uh, new uh, weapons that the Russians, and the Chinese, but the Russians in this case, what I'm talking about, have developed, that's what they're doing. What did we do? We now have transgendered bathrooms in the, in the submarines. That's what we've done. Obviously, you know, you have to have priorities here in life. So that's what the United States does. It's a really big difference. It's such a big difference in mindset between us and the Russians. You know, during uh, when NASA when NASA was uh, developing the space program, they spent about $2 million to develop a zero-gravity pen. 
that you could work, and it would you know, didn't make a difference what position the pen was in, that you had uh, uh, that, that it would work in space, and all of that. Now the Russians had the same issue. Uh, what they did instead is that they gave them pencils. So again, you know, it's a, just a different mindset. Um, you know, <coughs> it's just a different mindset that we have. Uh, he mentions also in this uh, speech that uh, we don't need to have ID cards uh, because, uh, you know, I mean, we're there because people are not the enemy in the United States. It, it's crazy. So the United States of America is not a place where some citizens have to withstand greater scrutiny or carry a special ID card to prove that they're not an enemy from within. We're a country that has blood and struggled and sacrificed against that kind of discrimination and arbitrary rule here in our own country and around the world. We are a nation that believes freedom can never be taken for granted, and that each of us has responsibility to sustain it, the universal right to speak your minds and to protest against authority, to live in a society that's open and free, that can, uh, that can uh, criticize our president without retribution. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The enemies within. Do you know there are 11 states that give illegal aliens driver's licenses. Once you have that driver's license, in many polling places, you can just go ahead out and vote. Just go ahead and go out and vote. And he's talking about doing things without retribution. Again, the IRS is the Gestapo for them. Um, the rule of law. I mean, he talked about so many things with them that he has absolutely no business talking about because he never executed them in his life. says, our greatest generation fought and bled and died to build an international order of laws. An international order of laws. This guy, again, he is a globalist, as is Hillary. They don't care about the United States. They don't even really care about the world. They care about themselves. But certainly, they don't care about the United States. That's not their goal. Open borders. No reason to have a border. You know, if you have no border, you have no country. But that's okay with them because they don't really like this country. So one day, the United States is going to be vastly different if they had their way. Just like France is vastly different. You think people, the French are sitting out near the Eiffel Tower and go ahead and having croissants and talking in French now? They're not. They're having falafels and speaking Arabic. The most popular name for a boy in Great Britain is Muhammad. If that's the most popular name, you think that it may be called England in a couple of years, but it ain't going to be England. It's not going to be anything like we know. Nothing at all like we know. So anyway, I'm going to give everyone a chance. Final dibs on the show here. If you want to give me a call, 561-948-4838. 561-948-4838 or 800-699-0980. Uh, again, I, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the show and uh, following us on Facebook today and following us on, uh, on Twitter through Periscope and at michaelblumshow.com. Like I said, I'll probably be doing these uh, broadcasts every Monday night from 9 to 11 p.m. or close to 11 p.m. And uh, 
and uh, we'll get this all together and I'll make some announcements and send out emails to everybody who's involved with us uh, and post things once I get all the technical issues straightened out every week a little bit better. Um, I didn't get any complaints about hearing me or hearing anything that was coming up from anywhere else here. So I think right now we're doing pretty well. And um, that's always a good thing. That's always a good thing. Um, so I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. And um, I just want to let everyone know how happy I am that you do that. Um, as I've said many, many times, everything in life Everything in life is possible. Fewer things are probable. One thing's certain. You're alive. So go out and enjoy yourself and have fun. Thank you for listening to the Michael Club Show. Speak to you next week. Bye.